Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host. I'm really excited for today's episode. But before we get into it, I just want to share with you because you are my people. I've got something exciting coming soon. It's a free opportunity, a free event. Uh, I can't tell you the details yet because we're working on it. Our team's working on it. But just keep your ears here. Keep your eyes on my Instagram. Something fun, free, and awesome is coming. Okay, let's dive in. Today, we are diving into all things prioritizing yourself and not feeling guilty for it, not feeling guilty for it. So we're going to dive right in. How many times have you felt guilty for wanting alone time? Like you just want to be away from your kids, from your dogs, from your partner, from people, and you feel guilty for it. Or how many times, and I think this one's personally worse because I've definitely experienced it, how many times have you said yes to that thing, like the family outing or the event when you really wanted to say no, you really wanted to have alone time, and then you showed up and you were resentful or you were tired or you were cranky and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not being my best self, and then you had even more guilt. So you didn't get what you want and you felt even worse. Yeah, cool. (laughs) I've been there too. And here's the thing. It's not your fault. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up watching the women in my family do it all. Now, you know, I I often talk about like, you can do it all. You can have it all. You can be it all. Well, I'm talking about the, the, I don't want to say the negative side of it, but I'm talking about the flip side of the women in my world did it all. They cooked, they cleaned, they worked a million jobs, they raised kids, they raised dogs, they helped with dance recitals and history projects and science projects, and they literally did everything. However, the one thing I never saw was them taking time for themselves. Like even, sorry mom, um, but even giving my mom a gift certificate for a massage. Like unless the gift certificate also had a date booked, the gift certificate would sit in a drawer untouched unless we made the appointment. And you know what? We totally repeat patterns because I have found multiple spa gift certificates where I just like put them in a drawer. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll use this some other time. And I'm like too busy and I go do all the other things. So it's no wonder that now we're adults, we're having a hard time prioritizing ourselves. No one taught us Society hasn't taught us, social media hasn't taught us, and our moms, they were busy AF doing all the things. So it's all impacting your ability to take care of you. So if you've ever felt guilt around prioritizing yourself, you are not alone and it's not your fault. So here's three main things that I want to talk about when we talk about prioritizing ourselves and and ways to really shift your mindset and allow it to become easier for you. So number one, and quite honestly, I feel like this could be a whole podcast series on its own. So please let me know what you guys think, like send me a DM and, and fill me in. But number one, prioritizing yourself becomes easier when you learn how to set boundaries. AKA, when you learn how to say no without feeling the guilt. When you learn that no is actually a superpower. Now, again, I could dive into boundaries for, you know, hours and hours and hours. But what I want to say here is really a reminder that saying no is so that you can say yes to you. 
Saying no to other people allows you to say yes to yourself. And if you're someone who gets flustered in the moment when someone's like, hey, can you help me with carpool? Or hey, can you help me do this thing? Instead of feeling that pressure in that moment to give them an answer and then you're going to blurt out yes because that's what you've been programmed to say, instead say, hey, let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. Let me look at what I've got going on and I'll let you know. And if you know, and let me pause. The reason I love that is because it gives you time to then sit with yourself and decide, is this a full body fuck yes? Or is this something that I feel like I have to do? And like, where is the mindset work around that? So I can really choose what's going to serve me. The second piece of this, if you are already knowing that this is like not it for you, no is a full sentence. No, no, I'm not available. Thanks for thinking of me. That's all you need to say. You don't have to say, no, I'm not available because I got this and I got this and I got this and I got like proving to them why you can't do it. Don't waste your energy proving. Don't waste your energy trying to fix it or make it better. Stand for yourself. Own that your time is valuable and that you're not available for it. And here's what I've learned is that people will begin to respect you when you own your boundaries. Now, here's the thing. Boundaries don't have to be this like, no, I am taking care of myself and I don't do anything on Sundays. And I don't like, I've seen this happen. I've seen this happen in the coaching space where coaches are like, I only check my Voxer between 10 and two on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And I'm not available for anything like more power to them. And also there's a certain energy that comes behind this like, very forceful boundary setting. When you come from a really grounded space, it doesn't have to be that serious. It doesn't have to feel so intense and so heavy. Um, And you know, sometimes are you gonna fall into that when you're starting to learn boundaries? Yeah, you might fall into that. And are there gonna be exceptions for when you set those boundaries and you're like, hey, you know what? Normally I don't work on Sundays, but I really wanna, you know, do this thing. So I'm I'm gonna go do it, absolutely. So know that there's this this, um, pendulum and many of us are on one side, right? You're on that side of like, oh my gosh, I don't have any boundaries or don't know how to set them. And so when you start setting them, you might swing to the other side and be like a little over the top. And that's okay. Permission to be messy and to be bold and to to give it a try. Because what's going to happen is you're going to start to swing back and forth until you find that homeostasis of learning how to set boundaries in a really calm, clear, effective way and not feel guilty about it. Part two of this and like part A, I'll say part A and B of this setting boundaries is learning how to ask for support when you need it. Ask for support ask for support, ask for support. Again, a whole nother podcast episode, but I'm going to leave that there. So one of the best ways to prioritize prioritize yourself and to allow it to become easier is to learn how to effectively communicate and set your boundaries. Another one I just want to throw out there when you're like needing a little bit more time, like you're interested in an opportunity, but it's just now is not the right time. Tell the person, hey, I would love to do this with you. However, my schedule is super packed right now. Can we circle back in six weeks? Can we circle back in two months? And most people will respect that. And the last thing I'm going to say about boundaries is that boundaries, when you say no, you're actually allowing other people to step in and step up. So there have been jobs that I was, you know, 
offered and it wasn't it wasn't like a full body f yes for me so i was like you know what this isn't the right fit for this time of my life thank you so much for thinking of me can we circle back in another six months or when the next opportunity comes up what that allowed was for someone else who desperately wanted it somebody who was a full body f yes to take that spot I remember doing my very, very, very first women's event. I did a three-hour workshop in LA. I think I charged $33 for the entire event. It was amazing. My, my former self, I'm so proud of her. But I remember asking a friend, Emily, being like, girl, can you co-host this, co-host with me? Can you help me create this? Like, this is my vision. I'd love to partner with you. And she was really clear of, Sam, I'm really proud of you, but this isn't in alignment for me right now. What I could do is be, you know, a guest panelist for the last 30 minutes, but I'm just not in a space to, to partner with you on this. And I remember that like, oh, like it hit me like a gut punch because my immediate thought was like, oh my gosh, like she doesn't want to partner with me or like, what is this saying about me? Like I interpreted the story as, you know, I wasn't good enough or, you know, something that really wasn't serving me. However, once I allowed that trigger to release, what I found was her no allowed me to step up and fully own this as my own event. So her no allowed me to stand for myself as a leader in this space without the crutch of having someone else. So you never know when your no is going to allow someone to find a creative solution, to stand for themselves, to have a bigger opportunity. So really remember that everything is an interpretation. Right now, if you're saying your boundaries are creating issues in your family or your life, really, can we reframe that and saying, this is an opportunity for all of us to learn, to grow, to understand each other more, and for me to stand for myself. So that brings me to number two, prioritizing yourself becomes easier when you learn how to generate self-worth from within generate self-worth from within. So many of my clients come to me because they're burnt out, they're exhausted, they're taking care of everyone else first because it makes them feel valued. It makes them feel like people need them. And that's where they get their worth from. Can you relate to this? I sure as heck can. It's a big part of why I was in a really codependent marriage for a long time. I felt like, oh, this person needs me. It was giving me my value, my worth. Like, okay, if I can show up in this way, I'm worthy. If I can be this for my partner, then I'm worthy. And that set me up for a lot of burnout, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of falling down in the dumps, dumpster fire. Oof. When you rely on external sources for your self-worth, whether it's your bank account, the number of clients you have, how your partner thinks of you, um, what the number on the scale is, what your body looks like. When you rely on these external sources for your self-worth, it's going to be really hard to prioritize yourself because you're going to prioritize everything else that gives you your worth. So if I'm relying on my partner to give me my self-worth and to tell me I'm beautiful or to tell me I did a good job with the house or the dishes or whatever it is, then I'm going to put all my focus into that and it's going to be really hard for me to see why would I prioritize myself. If my self-worth comes from external sources, I am giving away my power. And so taking your power back and learning how to 
discover that power from within, learning how to stand for your worth, knowing the truth of who you are without caring about the money, the partner, the bank account, the number on the scale, or any other external factors, then you really truly own your full body fuck yes or full body fuck no. You own that your time is valuable. You own that, yes, I am worthy of self-care. I am worthy of taking care of myself in whatever way that looks like. And that's really where your power comes. So finding self-worth and self-love internally versus externally is a game changer. And this is what I do in a lot of my programs. There are so many tools, so many experiences, exercises, um, teachings, and all of that, that that I just, it's my jam. It's why I always talk about it. Finding your power from within versus externally or feeling like you have no power, um, this is a game changer. When you know that you are worthy of love, when you love yourself, when you show up to your life as someone who loves themselves, you begin to generate that self-worth from within. And if we take this idea and bring it back to the boundaries, I love to pose the question, how would I show up if I loved myself? How would I ask for support if I loved myself? How would I set this boundary and hold this boundary if I loved myself? Some of the most powerful questions. How would I show up if I loved myself? It's not saying I have to love myself and then I'll show up this way because it's a journey. Self-love is a journey. It's a journey. There is no destination. I think that I've mastered it and then something else comes in. I'm like, well, damn, I still got work to do. The work is never ending. The work is the journey. Be in the journey. Release that self-beat up, girlfriend. It's okay. You're doing the best you can. Generating self-worth from within. Again, I could do like 20 podcasts on that one. Okay, the third piece, because I really want to stick to two. I mean, to three. (laughs) The first two were set boundaries. Second was generate self-worth from within. Third, fill your cup effectively. What does that mean? Prioritizing yourself becomes easier when you learn how to fill your cup effectively. There's this crazy misconception, I believe, because social media is giving us tons of information, that we need this three-hour morning routine with journaling and affirmations and a workout and meditation and prayer and then dance movement. And then also make sure you're doing a bubble bath and, and maybe you're getting a massage once a month and you've got to take care of you because that's what social media is telling you. Like, can we just hold the phone? Can we hold the phone? You do not need a three-hour routine to fill your cup and to take care of you. You do not need to do whatever that social media influencer is doing. You do not need to light sage every morning and bless your ancestors. You do not need to you know, do whatever it is that you're seeing online and feeling pressured to do. If there is something that resonates for you, do it. Learning what makes you feel grounded, rested, taken care of, That is what's going to set you up for success more than what Susie on Instagram is telling you to do. Now, could Susie on Instagram give you tons of great ideas? Absolutely. Absolutely. However, when your prioritizing of yourself becomes another to-do list in your busy life, that's when we get to pause and we get to make a shift. Are there times when I have done an hour and a half morning routine? Absolutely. 
I was moving through a really challenging time and deciding whether or not I was going to get divorced. My life was in full blow up mode and I needed it. It was the one thing that made me feel grounded. Currently in my life, am I doing a giant morning routine? No. Am I doing some kind of morning routine? Yeah. It looks different every single day. There's a couple different schools of thoughts. If you are new to a morning routine, some people are like, hey, start with one habit and do it every day. You know, create that habit, do it for 30 days, see how it feels. So maybe that's just writing in a gratitude journal. It can take two minutes or less. Other people love those books like The Miracle Morning. I actually really love that book. And he teaches you ways to hit a couple of these like writing and visualization and journaling. And he gives you a 30-minute outline, but he also teaches you how to do it in five minutes. I think that book is super, super supportive. And if you're a network marketer, the network marketing one is also really great. I love both of those books. And then there's that school of thought that I'm really into right now because it works with my life is... Let me wake up and ask myself, what is the one thing I need this morning before I start my day that will fill my cup? And then I go do that one thing. And some days it's taking three deep breaths and then I move into my day. Let's be real, y'all. And some days it is a 30-minute journaling process. Some days it is a workout. Some days it is a longer morning routine or it's just a walk with my dog. Permission to figure out what works best for you. Just like diets, you know, nutrition stuff. Like there is no one size fits all. And you've got to go through a couple different things to figure out what does my body feel best with? So this is your permission to go be curious, go be an explorer, make a list of things that you know lights you up and then try it out this week. How effective was it? Also, remember, ladies, we're, we're, we're cyclical beings. Our hormones affect us. So when I'm on my cycle, I am not jumping up out of bed and jumping into the ocean and doing a massive workout. I am starting the morning slow. I'm probably going to have some tea. I'm probably going to light some incense, and I'm going to slowly get into my day. So permission to flow with your cyclical body, with your emotional body, with your being, And then if we release, you know, this morning routine idea and we really just talk about things that fill you up, things that fill you up can happen at any point of the day, at any point in the week. And how can we fill our cups effectively? Remember, releasing the need to have it look like anyone else's experience is number one. But I want to give you some ideas that or in ways that I fill my cup that might not be like quote unquote normal. I feel like when we think about self-care and filling your cup, we, we often think about our morning routines or we think about massages or we think about bubble baths or we think about those kinds of like overplayed things. Although I'm not going to say overplayed. I love a bubble bath. I love a freaking massage. Don't get me wrong, but not everyone has time or space for that. So I want to give you some other ideas. Um, I have found that filling my cup can look like taking a dog walk and watching the sunset with my boys. Like there is just something really powerful about turning off the phone and spending that quality time in nature with the people that I love. Filling my cup can look like another one turning off the phone, turning off the phone and doing a Netflix mini marathon. I want to talk about this for a minute because I know there's a lot of people that are going to shame you for watching Netflix. Like I I come from the network marketing space where it's like, hey, if you have time to watch Netflix, you have time to work on your business. And I totally agree 
However, there is no shame in turning off your brain and disconnecting for just a little bit of time. Now, I'm not saying do Netflix marathons for five hours every night and don't do the things that you need to do in your life. I'm saying set the intention that you are going to use this Netflix mini marathon to fill your cup. And I know that people like poo-poo watching TV or shaming, you know, doing these things. However, I'm a former professional dancer. People used to spend money to come to the theater to be taken out of their everyday life and to be filled up with joy and excitement and inspiration to be really taken out of their day to day, to be put into this fantasy land where everything feels good, where their emotions are are tugged on, where they experience something. I really believe that art does that. And I also believe that really great shows on Netflix can have the same effect. I will never shame you for wanting to escape your life for a little bit and to be somewhere else. I believe it actually helps our imagination. And we as adults have forgotten how to play, how to imagine. So girlfriend, Turn off your phone and do a Netflix mini marathon that with something that's going to inspire you, motivate you, tug on your heart, have you feel deeply, inspire your imagination. Like, go do it. No shame in that game. Okay, y'all. Other ways that I fill my cup, getting PT or an energy healing, really taking care of my physical and energetic body, finding a new recipe for my health program. Now, I'm going to say this doesn't happen all the time, but if I actually have like a couple hours, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to research a new recipe. Actually, don't research. Let me just not even lie. My sister will send me recipes and I'm like, ooh, I love this idea. And then I do make it a fun experience of going to the grocery store, walking down the aisles, like looking at what I can find and then having a new yummy meal. I remember being in New York City where like I didn't use shopping carts, like the little tiny grocery stores in Harlem, like you had to carry all your groceries. Like there was not even any room for a shopping cart. So when I left New York, I remember being like, oh, I love just walking down a grocery store aisle in the suburbs because it just feels luxurious. Now, I don't feel that anymore, but I try to call on that feeling again. Um, What else do I do that fills my cup? Taking a 20 minute nap. Taking a 20-minute nap. So many times in, in our society, you know, we're taught to push and to hustle and to fill the nooks and crannies with, you know, all the things that we can get done. And sometimes taking a 20-minute nap is going to be the most restorative thing that you can do. It's going to fill your cup so you can go back into your day more effectively. And then the last idea is having a sexy date night where I actually wash my hair. I put on eyeliner or lipstick and I sip a martini or a margarita. Again, there is no shame in having fun and disconnecting from your life. Filling, what I'm really realizing is that filling your cup takes you out of the daily to-do, the daily hustle, the daily grind. And doing something that's not in your routine or that is not normal creates new conversations with your partner. It supports that imagination And it really supports you having fun and playing in your life or you taking care of yourself. So permission to do you and to do it unapologetically. Do you and do it unapologetically. 
Because when you fill yourself up, when you really take care of yourself in this way, you're gonna be more productive, you're gonna be a better partner, you're gonna feel better in your body, and life is going to work better. It's just gonna feel good. And I know that there are some hurdles and some learning curves here to asking for what you want and not feeling guilty about it. But once you start getting in the habit of it and once the people in your life start seeing, oh, when she does take time for herself, she's happier. Everyone's going to be like, yes, please take care of yourself. I have had to have lots of open communication with my partner around this and it's gotten to the point where he's like, hey, I want to go do this thing with my family. Do you want to take time for yourself or do you want to come? I'd love for you to come but I know that you need your alone time. And what that has done is it's allowed us to communicate more effectively. It makes me feel seen and heard and supported. And a lot of times now I actually end up do going with the family because I, I just need that like little bit of support of like, Hey, I see you. I understand you need these things to have you work and live happily and efficiently. And so In the beginning, is it uncomfortable to set those boundaries? Is it uncomfortable to ask for support? Is it uncomfortable to create the time and space for those things? Totally. However, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And the more you go for it, the more you are willing to navigate it, the more you're willing to stand for yourself, the more the people in your life are going to support it and support you. So last thing I'm going to leave you with, generate self-worth from within, set those boundaries, fill your cup effectively, have fun with it, be you, stand for you, and do it unapologetically. If this podcast resonated with you in any way, I would love for you to share it with someone in your life. Take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Samantha Jo Harvey, and I will see you guys next week. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.